0: You're tuned in to the Kojo Nandi show on WEMU 88.5. Welcome. Later in the broadcast, it's Kojo for Kids with graphic novelist Judd Winnick. But first, a couple of weeks ago on this show, we talked about Amazon's recently released design plans for HQ2 in Arlington, including a striking glass helix building today including a striking glass helix building. Today, we're doing a deeper dive into the company's plans. Joining us now to discuss this is Brian Hoosman, who is Amazon's vice president for of public policy. Brian Hoosman, thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thank you, Kojo, for having me.
0: Also with us is Jonathan Caprio, Washington Business Journal's Amazon reporter. Jonathan, thank you for joining us. Uh, thank you for having me start with you, Jonathan. Can you give us a quick overview as to what's happening with Amazon's HQ2? (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. Sure.
2: Uh, I think, um, I mean, obviously on the 25th, there's going to be an open house where um, Amazon and Arlington will sort of like uh, talk about uh, the, you know, the Pen Place development. Um, At this point, we know that Amazon probably has about 1,500 employees uh, that are specifically HQ2. Um, this year, they plan to add at least another 2,000. Um, Amazon is on track to, of course, get its incentive deals from the state. Um, the county de- the county incentive deals are a little bit probably in limbo at this point as a result of COVID. Um, beyond that, uh, I would just like to also bring up that Amazon, of course, is also setting up an um, a AWS East Coast campus um, in Herndon. And they are supposed to have about 600 employees over there. What's so AWS? An, uh, Amazon uh, Web Services, which is their um, highly profitable uh, cloud computing arm. Um, okay. That is, uh, and there's of course a lot of that uh, in this area. You know, uh, that does, deals with federal contracting and um, uh, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, and they've got about 600 employees, or they should at least this year, and uh, they should be getting about five million dollars from the state for um, that uh, development.
0: Brian Hoosman, it sounds like you've been busy over at Amazon HQ, Two, Tell us about your work as Amazon's VP for public policy. What exactly does it entail?
1: Uh, well, first of all, Kojo, I just have to tell you kind of thank you for having me on. I'm a big fan, really excited here. And thank you for you know, all you've done for your, your listeners over the years. Um, You're welcome. Yes, and so uh, as Vice President of Public Policy, I oversee our interactions with government officials, and that's across both North and South America, and specifically about HQ2, I oversee the team that led the search for the headquarters and have been involved in uh, many aspects of HQ2 from the very beginning.
0: Jonathan Caprio, can you talk a little more about the incentives that were offered to Amazon? Remind us of what Virginia and Arlington offered Amazon and with what requirements? So Virginia's uh, was of course the larger
2: one it was um I believe 500 uh, million dollars um for about 25,000 employees um there's actually uh, an in- additional incentive if Amazon reaches something close to um 39,000 employees uh so the total incentive there would be um 750 million dollars um for Arlington um It was about $23 million for um, square footage. And I think Amazon was supposed to reach about 6 million square footage, uh, you know, and and hit certain targeted goals every year um, to get that money. Um, That incentive, I think, though, is probably um, at least for I mean, for year one, Amazon didn't get anything from that because of COVID, because the actual incentive was tied to um, hotel stay nights. Um, attacks related to that, and the idea being that, you know, more people would be traveling to uh, Arlington for business, and therefore there would be more, more hotel nights. Um, of course, COVID derailed that, um, and it's I, – I, I would actually be very skeptical if uh, Amazon gets any money from that even this year because um, the actual – wording of the incentive kind of goes into like that it has to be excess of, you know, the averages of year 2019, 2018, 2017. And, you know, because of COVID, there's just no chance that that's going to happen, or at least highly unlikely.
1: Hey, Kojo, I think if I I can, the important thing to remember is that uh, Amazon only gets those incentives if we create jobs. And we're on track to create 25,000 jobs and invest over $2.5 billion over the next 10 years. And also an important part of those agreements were the community benefits and the transportation infrastructure improvements. And also we're excited to work with Virginia Tech as they build their innovation center. So uh, uh, I think that's an important thing to remember as well.
0: That you are, in fact, on track to create 25,000 jobs and on track to invest $2.5 billion over the next decade. Amazon began HQ2 construction in January of 2020. Brian, little did we know what the year would have in store for us, but are you still on track to finish construction on time?
1: We are. So the first phase of development, which is the Met Park development, is is well under construction, and we will uh, deliver that in 2023. Uh, and then the second phase, which is uh, the pin plays, which is the subject of the upcoming uh, meeting, will hopefully get started uh, next year. But, but Koja, we are on track. We have 1,600 employees already at HQ2. We have over 500 uh, open roles, and we're really excited by, by the progress we're making in Arlington.
0: Has the pandemic affected any of your timelines at all?
1: Well, it's definitely changed the way that we've approached things. We had to go to virtual community meetings, uh, which actually were, I think, successful from our perspective and from the community's perspective. We are able to get a wide range of participation and viewpoints, and we've also switched to virtual hiring. You know, we've been working from home for the, for the past year, and all of our interviews and employee onboarding is done virtually, but we still uh, are on track.
0: Brian Hoosman, Amazon has given to a number of local organizations and causes. Can you talk about what Amazon has been doing to support the local community and in particular during this past year amid the pandemic?
1: Yeah, because from the very beginning, we've wanted to be a good neighbor and have a positive impact on the DMV region. Uh, And, you know, we have received such a warm welcome from the community. We've actually engaged with over 100 non profit groups and, and since twenty nineteen we've donated over nineteen million dollars, you know, to dozens of organizations and that's just you know the beginning of it. And when it came to COVID specifically we wanted to step in and help out uh, how we could um, just a couple of examples that we uh, worked with Freddy's which is a great restaurant in Crystal City and donated over 10,000 meals to first responders and we worked with the Arlington County Public Schools to purchase some Wi-Fi hotspots uh, for students and worked with food banks and, and groups providing emergency financial assistance it's definitely been a challenging time and uh, we want um, to be a good neighbor and to uh, help out uh, help out Others as best as we can. Here is yeah, list. Would,
0: Go ahead, please, Brian. Oh, um, I, I, Jana, I, Jan- I would, Jonathan.
2: Yeah, I would just like to ask a, a little bit about that. Um, I mean, I, I I remember I think back uh, in the early days of the pandemic, Amazon was, um, you know, uh, also helping uh, businesses in Seattle um, actually, you know, cover their rent in some cases and you know offer them money. Um, but Amazon didn't actually start a program like that to help uh, Arlington businesses. I was just kind of wondering, like, you know, what was the um, what was the what was the decision making behind like, um, you know, that program in Seattle versus the one in
0: Arlington? Brian?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know what? what it's not a one size uh, you know, fits all solution and we listened to the needs uh, in Seattle and that was definitely a need there. Uh, but uh, here in Arlington, we listened to what uh, the community needed and uh, we, we responded to that with things like the mills and, and food banks and the emergency financial uh, services.
0: You want to follow up on that, Jonathan?
2: Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, I guess uh, my question would be, are you, I mean, are you kind of suggesting that, like, the businesses here um, weren't hurting the same way the ones in Seattle were?
1: No, I'm not saying that. I think you know, the team is constantly looking for new approaches and looking for, for new ways uh, to help out. And we responded with what we heard uh, from the community. We're very proud of that. And, of course, you know, as the, the pandemic continues, we look forward to doing more
2: you know, yeah, and, and i am not suggesting at all that you shouldn't be proud of it <laughs> just to be clear um it's it just also that you know like um there were of course some um, you know, Arlington Economic Development started their own sort of like, um, you know, program to help businesses where um, they were actually um, giving, I think, $10,000 to businesses uh, that were in need. And, and I understand that there was a limited amount of funds to that. And I remember, you know, talking to the, um, the director of the program and I asked, hey, you know, have you guys spoken to Amazon about giving? And, um, you know, they, they said to me, no, but of course we're, we're, we're open to getting money from anyone. I was just wondering if, um, had, uh, you know, had you guys talked about, um, you know, contributing to that program?
1: You know, I don't have the specifics of that, but, you know, I'm happy to follow up on that.
0: Here now is Leslie in Tillman, Maryland. Leslie, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
1: (laughs) Hi,
3: Kojo. I want to say thank you so much. I'm a huge fan of yours. I actually live in Washington, D.C. I'm just uh, um, out in the country right now. (laughs) Um, (laughs) uh, I, I wanted to say... First, um, I work for an affordable housing nonprofit, a regional group, and I'm very, very concerned about the impact that Amazon is going to have on the affordability of housing. Um, I want to applaud what Amazon has done so far. Uh, Wesley Housing, who I work for, um, has been a recipient of of funds that Amazon has made available. And in particular, I like the program where they are buying down the rents. Um, I'm I'm very concerned about the sort of holistic environment where uh, you pump money into the system and it can actually – uh, raise the the rents, the acquisition prices, and things like that. So the the idea of putting rent um, buying down rents after all the government programs and various financing tools have been used, if you buy the rents down afterwards, it won't accelerate the increase in rents, if, if you can understand why, what I'm trying to say. I am to not say. sure
0: I do, and we only have about a minute left in this segment, but I'm sure Brian Hoosman understands it better than I do. Brian? Yeah, thank you,
1: Leslie, so much. Um, Amazon recently announced uh, an investment of $2 billion in a housing equity fund. We know that affordable housing is an issue in this area and across the country. And I think what Leslie was referring to was our recent uh, investment in Crystal House, which is an affordable housing complex just a block away from HQ2. And through a combination of grants and below market rate loans, we invested over $380 billion to preserve that affordable housing. And it is a long-term, 99-a-year project. So Leslie, we definitely look forward to working with groups like yours and with governments uh, to help be part of the solution um, for because affordable housing is definitely an issue.
0: Got to take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue this conversation with Brian Hoosman and Jonathan Caprio. I'm Kojo Nandi.
3: it's Diane. The next meeting of my book club is on Wednesday, May 31st at 1 p.m. Eastern. I'll host a discussion of Mad Honey by Jody Pico and Jennifer Finney Boylan, followed by a conversation with the authors. Find out more and register at dianeream.org book club.
0: Welcome back. We're discussing Amazon HQ2's impact on Arlington and beyond. Our last caller, Leslie, mentioned a project that she works with that Amazon has been giving some funding to. Brian Hoosman, Amazon has given to a number of local organizations and causes. Can you tell us about what uh, Amazon has been doing to support the local community and in particular this past year amid the pandemic?
1: yes kojo uh, our goal has been to be a good neighbor and really stitch ourselves into the the fabric uh, of the community and we're doing that by listening to community groups and, and figuring out what their needs are and you know what their interests are and uh, you know as I mentioned you know we've engaged with over a hundred groups given over 19 million dollars to local groups since since 2019 and what we're hearing is that there is a strong community interest in issues like sustainability and racial equity and as we talked about affordable housing in the arts. And, and that's what, uh, where we're focused uh, our investments on, as well as well as helping uh, those uh, in need, of course, during the pandemic.
0: At the end of the month, Arlington County will begin its public review of the latest HQ2 construction, Penn Place. That's the one that includes the glass helix structure. For those who haven't seen the plans, Brian, can you describe what is planned for Penn Place?
1: Yeah, so Penn Place uh, is going to be uh, three 22-story buildings, and as you mentioned, the signature building, uh, which is the Helix, and uh, you know you should look online to see some renderings of it. I can describe it uh, better than I can, but because, you know, I think in Importantly, in addition uh, to those uh, buildings, uh, we're going to have a a two-and-a-half-acre park that will be open to the public and space for local ground floor retail and amphitheaters and dog parks. We really want Penn Place to be an amenity for the entire neighborhood and for the community, and we're looking forward to to starting off that community input process uh, with the first meeting on March the 25th.
0: Brian Huseman is Amazon's vice president of public policy. Jonathan Capriol is Washington Business Journal's Amazon reporter. Jonathan, the public review period that I just mentioned starts with a community kickoff meeting on March 25th. What will the public review process entail?
3: Uh,
2: Well, I mean, it's uh, it's definitely months of meetings and um, sort of like a, you know, I think some critiquing. I mean, if it's anything like, a you know, the Metropolitan Park um, review process, it'll be, you know, some mild critiquing of Amazon's designs and their plans. Um, this go around, um, my understanding is that they are actually going to do the park planning process first um, because the... Because uh, from my what I've been told the the green space in the center like is you know very critical to um, what uh, what the rest of this sort of layout's going to be and um I mean there's also been like a a very large number of people in the community who are concerned by what they say is a lack of of like open green space in the neighborhood.
0: Here now is Michelle in Silver Spring, Maryland. Michelle, you're on the air. go ahead, please.
3: Hi, um, I was just wondering, um, I live in Montgomery County, and I'm, ho- I'm sure many of the 25,000 employees will be coming from, also be coming from Maryland. But I was wondering if Amazon is also supporting nonprofits and other community organizations in Maryland.
0: You mean outside of, our, in, uh, outside of Virginia?
3: Yeah, outside of Virginia.
0: Brian Huseman?
1: Yeah, Michelle, we absolutely are. And although our buildings are in Arlington, we view this headquarters as being in the entire DMV region. And as you said, many of our employees are going to live in Maryland. They're going to live in the district as well uh, as in Virginia. And we've done outreach uh, to groups uh, in Maryland, and we look forward to continuing that and and, and being a partner uh, to
0: nonprofits there as well. Thank you very much for your call. Jonathan, this public review period will be an opportunity for local residents to voice their support or concerns around Amazon's latest construction plans. You've been covering similar meetings since HQ2 was first announced. Has anything surprised you about the response to Amazon's HQ2 in this region?
2: Uh, I mean, I will say that the, I think the, re- the uh, response, at least in Arlington, has been, of course, you know, overwhelmingly positive compared to... Um, Uh, the response in New York, um, and I mean, I don't want to go over ancient history there, but um, I do think that there is, um, you know, sort of a smaller contingency of people who are concerned by um, sort of like the the national image of Amazon, um, you know, whether it's a uh, you know like uh, you know concerns about worker treatment and um, and racial equity, um, and you know that's actually something that um, I would love to talk. If Brian could talk a little bit about, um, I remember back in June he was speaking a little bit about um, when Amazon reached a thousand employees about how. Um, you know, they were working towards making sure HQ2 was, um, you know, racially diverse. And, you know, uh, I, I would just love to know, like, um, what is the situation with that? Like, you know, it, do you guys have, uh, you know, uh, numbers for um, the equity and uh, racial diversity uh, of the HQ2 offices?
0: Brian Huseman
1: Yeah. So um, having a diverse and inclusive work environment, incredibly uh, important to us. And, uh, you know, as we've mentioned, the diversity of the talent here in the D.C. area was one of the reasons that that we chose it. Amazon has uh, we have more work to do, uh, of course, but we have aggressive hiring goals uh, company wide. Uh, We've committed to doubling the number of black directors and, and vice presidents in 2020 and doubling it again uh, in 2021 uh, and we've done a number uh, of meetings and outreach uh, to local uh, diversity groups. It's, it's important uh, to us and uh, of course look forward to continuing this important conversation.
0: Do you have numbers that you can share with reporters like Jonathan?
1: You know, I don't have uh, those numbers uh, in front of me, but uh, we have made company-wide commitments, and we include, uh, we post our uh, diversity numbers uh, on our website, and those numbers are publicly available.
2: I mean, I would say that those numbers are, um, of course, national, and um, which is great. I mean, like, uh, I, 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 it looks like compared to other companies, uh, Amazon is more diverse, but also I think uh, sometimes those numbers can be a little bit um, clouded by the fact that, you know, Amazon is also largely a... Um, a uh, you know a distributor it's a it's logistics so a lot of times that um, that minority count can appear larger compared to other tech companies because of that um, I mean I it would be great if Amazon were to you know release more detailed information about like you know how many computer uh, science degree employees you have of different uh, you know diverse, uh, backgrounds
0: um, Brian Amazon employees in Alabama are voting on whether to unionize right now and across the country. Amazon has faced lawsuits and protests around its labor practices. Here is Anthony in Arlington. Anthony, you're on the air. Go ahead, please.
1: Hey, how you doing? My name is uh, Anthony. i from Arlington. Uh, I, I, uh, recently, we have collective bargaining uh, is going to be going through in legislation in, in uh, Richmond. I was wondering what the Amazon stance is. Also, I'd like to, uh, I don't know if you're aware that the, the employees in the County, water sewer streets and, and others are not getting any raises, obviously, through, uh, through the pandemic. I was wondering if, uh, you guys had any idea or plan to, uh, help us out a little
0: bit. Brian, who's on
1: yeah Anthony thank you for that comment you know Amazon uh, respects an employee's right to join or not to join a union we think that the direct connection uh, between the employee and the ploy- employer uh, is the best method uh, to resolve any concerns and of course you know Amazon's starting wage uh, nationally uh, is $15 an hour it's double the federal uh, minimum wage and we adopted that in 2018 and you know, our employees also have uh, world class benefits uh, uh, from uh, the date from day one, from their first day of employment, and, and Anthony, I'm not familiar with the specifics of you know the situation about uh, kind of employees in Arlington. They're happy to look into that further.
0: Um, when will your Penn Place campus be ready? What can locals expect from their first visit?
1: Yeah, well, we'll uh, we're going through the community input process this year, which we're very excited about. Uh, hopefully the county board will approve it uh, later this year, and then we'll start construction next year with the delivery in 2025. and. I hope that the community can have a great uh, open space, uh, a gathering uh, point for the neighborhood with lots of uh, amenities and also a chance you know, to interact with nature, both in the open park as well as in the design of the Helix. We're very yeah. excited by Pimp
0: We just have a little more than a minute left. I'll give that to Carol in Arlington, Virginia. Carol, your turn.
3: Yes. Hello. I'm Carol Wade. I'm a member of the Arlington Artists Alliance, a local group of uh, artists. And uh, JVD Smith has been a wonderful sponsor for us. Uh, we have a gallery in the Crystal City Underground. We would uh, appreciate the opportunity to work with uh, Amazon. Uh, and uh,
0: well, let and me give Brian. Our- let me give Brian a chance to respond. Brian, we only have about thirty seconds. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, Carol, please uh, follow up with me. You can kind of like find me on Twitter, but I would love to learn more about your organization. We're also looking. We're always looking for great partners, and the arts, of course, is, is a very important part of uh, the community. So happy to talk with you more.
0: Brian Huseman is Amazon's Vice President of Public Policy. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Gojo. Jonathan Capriel is Washington Business Journal's Amazon reporter. Jonathan, always a pleasure. Thank you. When we come back, it's Kojo for Kids with graphic novelist Judd Winnick. I'm Kojo Nan.
3: WAMU 88.5 is your listener-supported NPR news station in the greater Washington, D.C. region. You can support the Kojo Namdi Show and all the regional coverage you value by becoming a member today. Click the Donate button at WAMU.org and thanks.